It's just I don't know if she gets if she got my. She doesn't follow me, so I don't know if she gets my DMs. Well, she could also have maybe listened to us and went, "Oh, these guys are dummies." I don't want to be on this stupid thing. <laughs> like likely, that's the most likely scenario. <laughs> that's my own insecurities <laughs> coming out. You don't like me. You don't like me. Our Tribe, a podcast about teaching and supporting each other in our common profession, with Fabian Hoffman and Scott Kazarian. Hey everybody, welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of Fighting Our Tribe. I'm Scott Kazarian and Fabian Hoffman is here too, and we are jumping in after an amazing session with mr john Meehan. we did yeah yeah i'm i'm happy to be back i just came off a recording <laughs> with um you're such a uh, mr matera you're such a bragger. No, i, do, oh, I just know. hey 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 <laughs> i didn't mention our podcast on his so i might as well mention his on mine mm-hmm. um <laughs> wow mine it's <laughs> which not even was, ours that's her fault <laughs> Okay, wow, all that, it is all about wow, you. Wow, all that it's, famous... That's, those are the insecurities that you were talking about, I got it. Okay, no, but uh, yeah, so I'm I'm just like uh, in talk mode, and I'm starting to get kind of tired, so let's get this over yeah, with. Yeah, let's you. get uh, your podcast over with, and uh, <laughs> great, awesome. Well, I have a quote of the week to start us off. I usually write, so I have this little book, I write down stuff like specifically for the podcast, and this... Is it a book or a tiny little it, book? It's like a man man journal. Some might call it a uh-huh. diary. No, it's like, like a little thing, uh-huh. a little pamphlet. There's you know what it is, and, and you've pink. made fun of it before, so don't pretend There's like you There's unicorns, and it's pink, right? No, but it's actually pink, because <laughs> that was the See? only Got- color that was oh, left. Yeah, that's- yeah, so, <laughs> but there are also, <laughs> because uh-huh. as okay. I yeah. select them, I select the green and the yellow and the blue mm-hmm. first, and yeah. now the pinks are all that's left. Yeah. Uh, not that I don't like pink, everybody, but. Uh, actually, I used to own a pink shirt. Anyway, we're getting off track. It was a Hurley shirt. Um, okay, so... Uh, <laughs> with yellow writing. Oh, quote of the week. Here we go. Stand, here, we go, stand here and don't do anything strange. And I just laughed. I heard it from down the hallway from a teacher. You know, we started back. All of our students are coming back a core 25% at a time. And so this yeah. started a week ago. Uh, last time we were together, you and I, uh, we I was talking about like what it's like in in person because yeah. I've had them for a few months, but now so like it just was the very first day of everyone coming back twenty five percent, and they yeah. just like they have to stand by the door and wait to be checked, and then they go in and not do anything weird. Yeah, and mm. it was stand here and don't do anything <laughs> strange, and then. Strange, and then sorry. The teacher walked into the class, and I don't know what they did, but uh, what is what? Kind I don't know. <laughs> instructions on. I don't know. What is what does strange even mean? I like, laughed what is, my head off. Define it for me. I don't. Know. We should we should create T-shirts for that. <laughs> I think that should be the next step. <laughs> Stand here and don't do anything strange. Uh, yeah. So you know, it's interesting. I you know, standing in the hallway is a wonderful observation tool, just to be able to see yeah. other teachers and students and say hi to people you don't normally see. I've done it all the time, but. Stand yeah. here. Don't do anything strange. I thought, ooh, what is, yeah, what is the strange category? I don't really know. What would you possibly <laughs> what are you do? Expecting? You're standing by the door waiting to come in. I don't know what strange <laughs> looks like. But it was pretty awesome. That one, uh, that is, yeah. That is yeah, amazing. I, well, I thought so. Um, 
And then uh, the other thing I did this week, which was really fun, it didn't have anything to do with teaching. I, I guess it sort of did. We got new Wi-Fi at home, so now I'm at like real speeds. We have a new like Google thing. And on the yeah. Google Wi-Fi app, there's actually a way to just like pause internet, which I've never messed with before. I've never had this sophisticated of a router. Ooh, so I okay. labeled one Doomsday, and I put all of my... <laughs> I put all of my kids' <laughs> tablets and phones and everything on it. And yeah. then in the middle of me doing after school club with my students at home virtually, I just clicked it. Yeah. <laughs> just to see what would happen. And you know what? It was like the biggest they came running. Oh man. It was like a volcano had erupted. And these are, especially <laughs> once once they were first it was like shock. And then it was like yeah. trying to figure out what's happening. And then it was me laughing from the other room. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like a vo- them scrambling. And then it was like an like, eruption of a volcano. And I thought, uh oh, yeah. I better not do this anymore. Very nice. Uh, lots of tears. Well, lots well of done. we've been working on this for like a half hour. I can't get it back. And I'm like, Oh man. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> that was fantastic this week. Wow, you're a mean dad. Okay. Oh man. Yeah. You know what? It's every you know, I care about my kids' emotions so much all the time. That this one moment of just being able to play a prank just felt really good. Just how good. <laughs> uh, so being uh, evil every <laughs> once in a while. Yeah, yeah well, it was really funny. Uh, yeah, so that 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 kind of sums up my week. Don't do any stand here. Don't do any strange and doomsday uh, internet killer. It was a good week. Cool. I'll just say that sounds yeah. that sounds amazing. Yeah, I think yeah. <laughs> um, what did I do? Um, so I had lots of, lots of conversations with students and I, <laughs> one of the things that I had conversations about is not just, um, their assignment. We can talk about what they're working on at the moment, but, um, it was like, uh, last week, like, I think it was Tuesday. I was looking at my, um, my class and all I saw, cause you know, I'm all distant, um, all I saw was my Zoom window with all the names of the students, and I was the only one with the camera on. And I took a screenshot, and I, I shared it with them. And I was like, okay, so what is strange here in this picture? Like, what is, what do you notice? And they were like slowly, like you can, you can see like click, click, click. Some were turning on their video again, and then turning it off again. And it's like... This is really, really weird thing. This is the first time that I've seen it that the whole class had their video off, mm, and that was one. kind of like, that was kind of like the beginning when we all switched over from, uh, from in the classroom to only distant, and I was like, why is that still a thing? Yeah. Why is that still, like, and I, I get all the reasons. Like, trust me, I'm very aware. Well, I would guess of, it's like, just inconsistent follow through by the teacher. <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah, okay, blame me. No, but I, I mean, I understand, like, everything, like, all the legitimate reasons that students have, which is, like, you know, home life, weird, they are they are ashamed of, like, where they are, stuff like that. Um, but, and and I, I'm super understanding, their internet not, not being strong enough for audio and video, so I, I get it, because, you know, s- students talk to me about that, and I was like, yeah, sure, don't turn on your video, just have your audio on and react when I talk to you, and that's fine, but it was just weird, it was really strange, and then um, I took I took it to the next level, yes. and I, I told them, okay, go ahead. I did, yep. 
And then so I they were working on their assignments and I had them in individual breakout rooms. And so I would like jump into the breakout room and I would talk to them and be like, so do you think it's weird that if you passed me like on our floor, let's say we're back on campus and you passed me on campus and you said, hello, Mr. Hoffman, I would have no idea who you are. Like literally, <laughs> I would not know who you are because I don't know what you look like. Yeah. And that's the that's really the sad reality like i i like even the kids that are on campus i maybe like because i see them every day i now know what they look like i still don't know who they are there's maybe like two or three that i recognize their name because they had their video on and i make like the connection but um yeah like i don't know them well like, i've been fascinated one, one by came, that i've been really fascinated one, go ahead one came in into my classroom and looked like at a model that i shared with them um, so he's a special education student. He wanted to like check out a model that I shared with them on video. And like, I literally had to say, okay, sorry, who are you? <laughs> and he was like, well, I'm so-and-so. I'm like, okay, but I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know you. You never turn your video on. I don't recognize you. And so I did that. Oh, I real personable student, when like, people come to your class, huh? Yeah, I yell at them. Um, <laughs> I do not know you. But, get out. <laughs> get out. Get off my lawn. Um, no, but so I, I asked them, and one of them actually said, um, so I asked them, so do you think that's weird or strange? And she's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, fair enough, I guess. But it makes me really sad that I I don't know who my students are. Like, I know your names. I know your voices sometimes. But I don't know what you look like, well, and that's really you know weird. it's hard, right? Like so, uh, advice. So my classes. So we started back twenty five percent every day, but it's for two days it's group A, and then for two days it's group yeah, B. Yeah, how is that for you? Because you are now like getting the students back. Like, what is that like? That all of a sudden you see what they look. I like? I already had like forty percent of my students back, probably. Okay. So now, like advisory, I only I didn't have any. So now I had. One the on Monday on Tuesday and Wednesday because the holiday for Martin Luther King. But I had one student in Group A on Monday and Tuesday, and I had one in or a Tuesday Wednesday, and then one on Group B for Thursday. It's so confusing. But the one yeah. from Group A walked up to my classroom, standing in the hallway, and he just like slowed down near my door, and I was like, "Hey man, what where are you where are you going? Like, what are you looking for? Like, can I help you with find a class?" He goes. I I think yeah. your class. And I was like, what are you like? I looked at him. It's seriously like not an ink. I've been looking at his face for now, however long. And I not a clue yeah. who he was. <laughs> yeah. He said his name and I was like, Oh, Oh yeah. 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 Come <laughs> That happened twice this <laughs> but week. It, but it's this, it's this really yeah. weird thing where it's like, they know what we yeah. look like and they see us every single day or every other day. Yeah. But we have no idea who they well, are. Well, I've been making it's them really strange. third quarter stepping up your game, at least in my special education classes, is you you turn on your camera to say hello, and then you leave it on until instruction is over. And then once you go to independent work, then and I check in with you individually, then you can turn it off. So I've got them on camera for about 15 to 20 minutes every day now. And, that, yeah. and I started with 
nothing, no responsibility during uh, first quarter except for just shaming them like we do. Uh, second quarter was uh, <laughs> in a funny way. Yeah, obviously. yeah of course. Uh, thank you. <laughs> if you've listened to this podcast, you know we we I care about students and Fabian doesn't. Um, yeah. But then, <laughs> hey, wait, wait. I just second quarter. I had them turn it on just to say hello, and everybody was on and saying hello and interacting, and I was using their names, hello, hello, as they turned their stuff on. Uh, third quarter is leave it on during instruction, turn it, and then I'll give mm-hmm. you the cue to turn it off. And I actually had one student, a new student, and another student said, hey, you're supposed to leave your camera on until Mr. Kaz excuses oh, us. And I went, hey, I think that's like a good teacher moment. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, for, for me, it was literally like the beginning of the year. I was surprised at how many had their video on. And now I'm at a point where one class doesn't turn on anything. Well, let me ask so, you this. You I, have know, a, I, have a, like, I have a real question. a steady question. decline. I have a real question, yeah. though. So I've been doing a PD because I do a million of them. Uh, and yeah. the one I'm in right now is universal screeners of behavior. Uh, mm-hmm. So unlike academic, like I don't I, know what that means. Uh, unlike academic, like iReady and, and Achieve 3000 oh, yeah, and yeah, some okay. of those, this is the behavioral side of it. And so one of the things we're doing is kind of um, noticing in our in our classes or as school wide even like who who kind of is moderate to high risk and then giving them a tiered yeah. approach to um, to intervention. So everyone gets a everyone gets the the first tier and the first tier is just being a really good educator, giving really strong lessons and learnings with learning objectives, all that kind of stuff. But then tier two and tier three are like low or moderate interventions and then high interventions for like the, the, yeah. the, not the worst, but the, the highest at risk, <laughs> let's just say. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so one of the ones that we're doing is looking at those, be- those students that are maybe at moderate risk and then kind mm-hmm. of coming up with behaviors that they exhibit. So like I look at one student, decide what, what that one behavior is I'd like to see, uh, turned or changed or improved on and then we're gonna and i thought to myself having a screen on when i ask you to turn your screen on is a is one of those behaviors but i feel like that's it's hard because everyone struggles with that yeah so but but for i think some there's a few students that really really have a behavioral kind of uh, rejection of it that maybe i can work on with them so i'm kind of starting there but I think the whole screen thing is like because it's so multi-layered, it's kind of hard to like change that behavior. It is. You know, it's like it's a different story when it's like they're not turning in work because that is something you can expect of everybody because that is just, you know, that's the very basic yeah. idea of school that you turn in work and then you, you get feedback on it. But when it comes to the to the screen, like a video turning on, it's like there's so many reasons why they don't turn their video on. Which is why you would have being, to, you'd have to really designate like a specific, like I have a specific student who's in the cafeteria every day and has and yeah. has the internet resources and the support yeah. of somebody next to them helping them and could turn on. There's no reasons not to other than that they don't want yeah. to. And but how do you, how do you like... Um, how do you get that information? Like, do you, is it maybe a good idea to um, make a survey uh, and then yeah. uh, like see like, okay, here are the reasons why I cannot turn my vi- cannot turn my video on and then encourage the ones that have like 
not great reasons other than like i don't like seeing my face that's true i think mine is more of an individual because and maybe because i'm special education mine is very much a more individual approach so yeah because you also have less yeah. students right yeah. i have like 200 mm, yeah so. it's true so one of my classes has this one i'm thinking of has i think now five or six students total and so yeah. i can i can focus on this with this one student and with another student who actually loves to talk and talks too much which is a great problem to have in this distance yeah. learning format um i can work on something separate different from him for him and track progress and things but yeah oh, i there was supposed to be a question in there i guess i don't have a question i just maybe more just a, a, a whimsical <laughs> thinking it's yeah so it's just it's just interesting like i i am at a point where i'm like i all the the understanding that i have for students who don't turn the video on i it's still i still get it right i don't want to push it too much but at the same point uh, at the same time i'm at a point where i'm like we we have been doing this since the beginning of the school year it's now been a semester the chances of us going back to school like 100% are slim to none yeah. and so there will be like some form of of zoom or hybrid model is going to happen like i'm i'm very confident that we're going to have some kind of yep. a going back on campus but of course not 100 percent. so you are still like going to be in front of your computer with the camera yeah you know that's still so i just don't understand like how it's hasn't it hasn't changed. Like this hasn't sunk in. Well, it's, you got to have strategic planning, right? Like you've got to be intentional yeah. and you have to be consistent. And that's not a dig on you. That's just like, just, I mean, anything. It no, it's not. It's not. I can't help it that it feels like that. You, you can take that up with your own self, un, self-conscious, <laughs> unconscious, uh, subconscious. Yeah. There it is. Uh, <laughs> no, but you know, it takes that consistency and it takes like for me, as a new teacher, I'm just kind of winging it going, okay, what did I expect of them in first quarter? What can I expect from them in second quarter? And I think I even said this on the last podcast, like, have I pushed them far enough with new avenues of technology that maybe I I just stop at this point from that segment? Because I don't know how much, when I was thinking about what the next steps are, I don't know if I can do more next steps, that kind of a thing. So it's just intentionality and consistency, right? I do like I do like your approach though, where you're saying that um, like you have like the different quarters and they just they just have to level up and step up their game. Um, yeah, I if think I that's had a, it in a game, a that would have been awesome. That's what that's what I'm thinking right now. Dang. It's like how can we turn this into a game? But now it's kind of. I'm too a late. genius, but, and I didn't even know. But it. also, <laughs> but also like, can it? Can we somehow automate it? Right, so that it's not like we don't have to keep track of anything, but we could somehow automate that when they do turn on their camera, I mark that down somehow, and they automatically get points for doing that. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, that's that's the only way you could do it is by recording it and watching it back, which would be a nightmare. No, I mean you could you could still like you could have like a spreadsheet where you just click 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 and like mark it at some and every time you click they get like points or whatever you could do that oh, but it's a yeah okay. it's a lot of other stuff that is going on while you are how about this you create it and we'll all use it that sounds fantastic. okay good great idea okay cool. <laughs> uh i did a pd yeah. training this week on alternate assessment for the state 
testing. Okay. Uh, I don't. So instead of ESPA? Instead of ESPA, which again, I've never done anyways because last year we canceled it all. Um, yeah. Uh, I have no idea what how to do ESPA in the first place. So now I've learned yeah. the alternate to ESPA. Uh, because I do have one student that needs accommodations that are just mm -hmm. uh, above and beyond. So I think I kind of yeah. sort of know what I'm doing now. And I'm just going to ask a lot of questions along the way. But yeah, that was interesting. Cool. It was interesting um, learning something that you didn't know in the first place. So the alternate yeah. to it didn't like I was like, OK, I don't know what it normally looks like. <laughs> so this will all this will be all I know. This is my new yeah. normal. Uh -huh, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm doing, I'm doing something too at the moment, um, for my teaching license here in California, I got to take, um, this thing called a CLAD, um, which is like, um, an English learner or certificate that you have to have, um, so that if you have students who are non-native speakers in your class, you uh, know how to approach that. Yeah. And so I am currently enrolled in that course, uh, in, in the course for that, which is called multicultural education which i thought is is a it, it's a lot of it kind of like just from experience i'm like yeah that makes sense that makes sense so it's not really hard it's just a lot of work because you have to write um a bunch of stuff and is that where this book thought, came from is that where this book recommendation well no so the right. the book so and i Why was going to recommend that, so it that, yeah <laughs> <laughs> I will. So um, the book that we're reading for this class is called Multicultural Education by James Banks, which is just like breaks it down. Like, what does that mean? What needs to change? And how can we implement that into our teaching and, and why it's so important that we do? You know what I would call and, your whole PD, your whole PD thing you're doing? Don't get mad, mm -hmm. get clad. <laughs> That's what I would call it. And Great. If I was running it. Um, and so the whole idea is that we need to make sure that um, the cultures that we're teaching are represented, basically. And it's not. So one idea is to uh, make sure that the faculty that uh, is at that school represents like the student body, essentially. Right. Sense, so it's yeah. not just it's not just like a bunch of white teachers and then maybe one black and one Latino. But it's like it literally represents um, what the student body looks like. Yeah. And um, in a lot of schools, that doesn't exist. And now, um, so because of that, and because I have been interested in um, this book for a while, I started reading, and John Meehan mentioned this last week too, is called The Book for White Folks Who Teach in the Hood. And it, it takes this concept a little bit further because it's not just um, acknowledging the fact that we need to have multicultural education, but also giving uh, students more of a, of a role in the classroom because we as, uh, and I'm very white because I'm from Germany, <laughs> and so my, <laughs> uh, we as white people, when we are teaching, as he says, in the hood, so in, in urban schools where there's a lot of black uh, students or a lot of Latino students, in my case, there's a lot of Latino students, um, we do not speak their language, not like like specifically i don't speak spanish but kind of like the cultural language of what they are surrounded by every day i have no idea i'm from germany i know what germany works uh, looks like yeah. i don't know what it looks like to be to grow up in a community that is mostly latino right so um what and i like the approaches that he mentions in that book which is essentially something that i i have done forever and and you are doing as well is like and you're used to from your previous job is like forming relationships with students oh, yeah. and like um 
like seeing them as individuals and not just like a group. That's like one approach and one thing that he recommends. And that automatically happens when you do the next step, which is recognizing that they have certain skills that we as the white person do not have, which is like how to talk to that community and to that peer group. And so he... Um, yeah, they have a louder voice in their own community. I mean, that's like how it is for everybody, right? The community exactly, you're in, you yeah. have the loudest voice when you're an essential part of it. So that's awesome. Exactly. And so he he goes uh, so far in that he lets like um, gro- uh, students in that in his class essentially become co-teachers and uh, teach his class. He like coaches them along the way and he helps them. But he said that because of um, them having more agency and having more of a of a role, all of a sudden the classroom um, dynamics and the way uh, the students react to the teacher changes completely. Because not only are you giving them the responsibility to teach the class with your help, but at the same time you're also letting them you you're using the skills that they have. Um, teaching somebody else because they speak that language yeah. they speak uh they not not necessarily like you know spanish or, or marshallese or chuk or whatever but um they they speak that that communal language that we are not a part of yeah and all of a sudden off they podcast you were more. mentioning that even in hawaii a lot of micronesian yeah. a lot of local hawaiian uh, especially in the schools we were teaching can you think of like yeah. a lot of polynesian um polynesian micronesian yeah yeah um and so had i continued working at at a school in hawaii and then, not left and me yes go ahead yeah exactly uh-huh. um that is definitely an approach <laughs> that i would have taken because i was struggling a, a little bit with that I, I still had connections especially through gamification um i had more connections than i would have had but um it it definitely is something where I'm like, that is, first of all, you, you as a teacher are stepping back and that's always good to, to like push like students for like uh, having their own voice and having like their own decisions while still covering the content. But at the same time, it's like, I, I like having those relationships with students where they know that I trust them and you automatically get more buy-in. Do you remember and that? Going- do you remember that, uh, like that thing we had where that guy came from, Chuck, uh, and spoke to Chuk. us in, um, yeah, in from. Oh, he was a teacher, uh, a principal at, at the Marshall. Oh, Marshall, Marshall Island. Island that's what it was, Marshall yeah. Islands. And that was yeah. so eye-opening because he was talking was- so much about facial expressions and how their yes. gestures and. And you went, oh, okay, I think I just learned a little bit more about how to understand it's, somebody that I, that I don't have a familiarity with. And that's, a, and that's exactly what, um, what the author and his name is. I forgot. Chris, Chris Min, Min, Chrisman? Christmas? <laughs> no, hang on. Did uh, you just say his name is Christmas? I think that's Chris, what I heard. Chris Emden. Sorry, oh, Chris Emden is the author. Yeah. Um, and that's also what he's talking about. It's like these um, micro-expressions that we don't know, but the students know that they can teach us about, first of all, 
and then also so that we can use it in class and also that they are using that that like they communicate that way and that was something that like you said that was super eye-opening when when he talked to us in a pd where it's like all of a sudden i get like why they why they raise their eyebrows in the way that they do when they're agreeing with you and they're not saying yes and not nodding their head they're just raising their eyebrows yeah, they're not blowing and you off sudden, either <laughs> exactly right? they're not ignoring yeah. you they're not they're just their culture is yeah. just different and all of a sudden i i talk to students about it. i'm like so do you because I'm, I'm curious and i'm like so do you do you do that? And they get like all shy and they're like, yeah. And it was just, it was just funny that all of a sudden I knew something about their culture and I connected with You cracked the code more. a tiny bit. A little bit. Yeah. And so that, that book, as I said, is, is really, really eye opening. and you don't have to like, obviously uh, apply everything that he mentions, but it's incredibly interesting, especially if you're work, if you're working with students of color and you are a, a, a minority as a teacher of that color, I think that in Hawaii, because there is like the, our faculty looked very like across the board, very mixed, right? Yeah. Very multicultural. Yes. But we, even though we were, um, we still had no idea how to interact yeah. like successfully with students from Chuk or from the Marshall Islands because we just didn't have the skills to do it. Well, two things, so, two things I'm thinking. One, can you put it in the show notes? I will absolutely. And two, can for, we for have a vis- teach in the hood. Yeah, can we have a visual sign that I can do to you to say like wrap it up? Can we get? Can we come up with something? So I'm like, you can, can just turn your so video that off like our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I'm quiet. The I'm okay. Whatever. <laughs> Maybe I can do hand Let signals. <laughs> <laughs> well, I yes, love that you're please. so excited about it. I had one more thing I was hoping to get to, and I thought you could help me with this uh, from yeah. a game perspective: uh, creating cards. Uh, just Googling it and just looking at the resources, there seem to be a lot of like uh, applications that you can buy to create cards and like make them yeah. look very professional. I know you sent me once a pages document or a Word doc or whatever you had it in yeah. of like the ones pages, you yeah. had designed. Is there any sort of free resource out there to just create cards that look very yeah. high level? Um, there is mtgcardsmith.com which is Magic the Gathering oh, Cardsmith. Yeah. And this this is something that a lot of people are using. Um, and, and it creates, um, it, you, you work on it on their website and it does everything you need to do to make cards look like Magic the Gathering. Yeah. But there's another one that is... Um, uh, I would love to. I'm going to be speaking in a couple of weeks and maybe a month to a bunch of new teachers about... Just even how to like get started, and for myself included, even though I have yeah. a lot of graphic Adobe skills and things, and I can create my own. I thought, gosh, I wonder if there's yeah. like a free resource out there that definitely. So there's there's MTG Cardsmith, and then uh, Hearthstone um, also has deck builder abilities, so you can create your own cards, and um, the, and they look they look really cool. I like the the look of Hearthstone more than cardsmith but uh, mtg cardsmith so those are two places and then um yeah you could also you can create it yourself obviously but it's like it's a lot more work yeah it just right? is because um but usually the way it works like the the layout is there and then you just type in like what does that do what does that do what does that i did do? find and a cool website this week called in ink arnet like incarnate with a k I n k a r n a t e dot com for maps, and right? you can create really basic maps, 
and download them without having to be like on a free level without having to like uh, go full on. But they definitely have full on if you want full on. But I was like, yeah. ooh, that'd be it's really great. great. You, yeah, because you can yeah set that up in in your classroom. It's it's really easy to build. Yeah. Um, on that, and you can you can make them look like you can create islands and that look like Mickey Mouse <laughs> and no. stuff like that, where it's like as students travel in your game they travel to that place and you can show them a map where they are on the map or even for your your whole year game yeah. you could have you could print it out Absolutely. basically and uh, then have that either online or in the classroom and you can put little pins where very they are very cool just another it's, it's visual awesome. point of where you are in the progress of your game it's cool i just thought yeah that was we'll put cool. that link also in the show yeah, that'd notes. be awesome Inc. yeah i signed up for a free numbers. account yeah easy easy to manipulate as you're dragging stuff it just looks very professionally done like like you're playing a board game <laughs> and yeah. i just thought oh man put bush here you know there's other things you can unlock with the, the pro version but if you just want a basic one and then you can add overlay to it on your own digital whatever yeah. that'd be cool look at that we we covered so much stuff today oh well uh, you know I, I yeah i had one gaming thing and that was it was like hey how do we get there you right yeah, so, but we talked about books. We talked we about uh, card creation, map creation. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, maybe you should go on two fun. podcasts a day all the time. I should. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, we're really glad you joined us today for uh, Finding Our Tribe. We're glad you're part of our tribe. Would you please um, share us with your community as we grow and just want to connect and support teachers in the trenches of teaching? How can they find us, baby? Yeah. Uh, you guys can find everything you need to know in our show notes, our links to uh, our Twitter, which is at Finding Tribe Pod, and also our Instagram at Finding Our Tribe. And uh, then everything else is in there, like our YouTube channel. We have a few videos up, like uh, there's like timers on there or short tutorials that we uh, spoke about and then went into detail. Um, and then uh, also like how to contact us on Anchor. You can send us messages that we can play and talk about um in uh, on the show and yeah so retweet us follow us subscribe to us do everything you need yeah to reach do. out Rate to us, us leave us a message we'd love to be able to connect with you and answer any questions not that we have all the answers but mehan did say last week don't be afraid to ask questions you don't know the answer to so feel free to let us know and uh, we will attempt to ask Call somebody back. who does i know right well, season two all right everybody see you guys later Bye. Bye. Ciao.